Welcome to season two of The Trip That Changed Me, a podcast about transformative travel experiences hosted by me, Esme Benjamin, editor of Full Time Travel. Coronavirus made it incredibly difficult to travel this year, which is why I believe we need stories like the ones on this podcast more than ever. Live vicariously with me every week as I Zoom with entrepreneurs, writers, entertainers, and everyday adventurers to discuss a journey that shifted their mindset, ignited a new calling, expanded their heart, or ushered in a new chapter. My guest this week, Amy Chan, is the founder of Renew Breakup Bootcamp, a retreat that takes a scientific and spiritual approach to healing the heart. She is also the editor-in-chief of Heart Hackers Club, an online magazine all about the psychology of love, lust, and desire. Amy's work has been featured all over the national media, including Good Morning America, Vogue, Glamour, The New York Times, and The Observer, who likened her to a scientific Carrie Bradshaw. I chatted to Amy over Zoom about a life-altering visit to Bali in 2019. The purpose of that trip? To find a Balayan, that's the name for a traditional Balinese healer, who could help remove a love curse. Yup, a love curse. According to a psychic Amy saw in New York, that was the cause of her disastrous romantic life. Just four months after she returned from Bali, Amy, perhaps the world's foremost expert on heartbreak, met the man who would become her future partner. This episode of The Trip That Changed Me is sponsored by NordVPN, a service that protects your internet connection and online privacy wherever you are in the world. With a NordVPN subscription, you can stay safe while using Wi-Fi in public spaces and stream content from any and every country without restrictions. Visit nordvpn.com forward slash full-time Nord and use our code full-time Nord to get four free months when you purchase a two-year plan. That's nordvpn.com forward slash full-time Nord and the code full-time Nord for four free months of fast, secure, anonymous browsing. All right, let's jump in. So your story begins in the most wonderfully weird way <laughs> with a, a New York City sidewalk psychic. And I think, well, oh. for me, and I'm sure for anyone who has been to New York, you can't fail to miss those psychics that are on the sidewalk. They literally have the window, they have the tarot cards laid out, like an illuminated neon sign. And every time I've walked past one, I've wondered, you know, who goes in? They must, they got prime real estate, so I know they must get a lot of customers. But yeah, I'm intrigued because I've thought about it so many times. So I'm fascinated to know, like, what drove you to stop by and see one? I think I've probably seen like over 100 psychics. I'm like really into psychics. But now <laughs> I, my latest psychic in January was like 2020 is going to be your year. Abundance. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can trust my psychics anymore. <laughs> but yeah, this psychic was actually it wasn't a sidewalk one. It was a friend. It was actually an, a, a client of Renew Breakup Bootcamp who's like, there's this person. So like we all went to this apartment Upper East Side and we took turns with the psychic. And... He basically, when he met me, he just talks and he knew things about my family that normally no one would be able to know. And I was like, okay. So he was able to say things that I was like, okay, this person knows things. And then he's like, you're very unlucky in love. You have a curse. (laughs) And that curse was actually given to your mom when she was really young. And so all of you sisters actually have a hard time in love, but you got it the worst. And so the curse has been passed on to you and you need to clear it. So you need to do spiritual things to clear your curse. And I was like, kind of like laughing about it, but kind of not. 
so I had a trip set out to go to Bali and I was like, you know what? Like half jokingly, like I'm going to go and like remove this curse. So I went gangbusters on seeing <laughs> like, I don't over 20 something healers to remove this curse. And it worked. Oh my God. Wait, so hang on. Let's go back to the psychic. Okay. Did you, so did you genuinely feel like there was some truth in what this man was saying? Yeah. Or were you like, "Mm, you did. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your romantic background. I mean, I've struggled with matters of the heart since I've been like a young girl and I never understood why. And it's why I'm a relationship expert and I've dived into heartbreak as what I do for a living. I just constantly was heartbroken, rejected, pining over someone. And, you know, I now do through doing a lot of the work, I realized my first heartbreak was the one with my father. And that kind of carried on with all the the relationships that I had. And it really kind of programmed who I was drawn to and who I wasn't. But yeah, I was very unlucky in love. It just never seemed to work out for me. It sounds like you're talking a lot about psychology. Is that do you have a background in psychology? I have a background in communications and sociology, okay. but I run a breakup boot camp. So I bring in 13 experts from psychologists to behavioral scientists, and we help people after breakups or divorce. Yeah, I love this whole idea. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But first of all, so this this psychic, so he, did he say, you know, for a certain fee, I will remove this curse? Like, was he upselling you? No, no. <laughs> So he just gave you the information and sent you on your way. Yeah, he's like, he like gave zero fucks. He's like, this is, and he was like, you got a curse. You got to get it removed. Do like, you know, do energy healing, do this, go do whatever. He was telling me to go off on my own and get it done. He was not going to be a part of it. (laughs) And did it, was it playing on your mind after you'd spoken to him? You know, it actually made me feel a bit relieved Hmm. because up until then, I was trying everything. I mean, I became a relationship expert Mm -hmm. and really to figure out my own heart. And like, I couldn't help but think there was something wrong with me. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe there isn't something wrong with me. And maybe it's not about me, you know, doing another workshop or reading another book or healing another wound. Because I was like, when is this healing process going to ever end? I've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe there's just something I can't explain that's going on here. So I did feel a little bit of relief. Mm, Interesting. And then you said that you booked this trip to Bali. When did that come about? How did it come about? Yeah, I had a few friends where we kind of all talked about going to Bali. They had gone before. And I knew on that trip, a friend was bringing in this guru from India who was a meditation teacher. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go. So I booked a solo trip and uh, went to Bali. And I was like, the, you know, everyone wasn't a couple but me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. How did that feel? It was really fun, but there was times I, you know, I would go back. I also stayed in a different place than all of them. Um, And I would feel really lonely. And I think that trip really highlighted so much for me. It was the gratitude and the community that I was in that I felt really great. I was, it's such a healing place. You feel it the minute you land. But at the same time, I just felt this sense of just being so alone. Um, So it was kind of a crazy juxtaposition. But you did like it enough to extend your trip and to go, you know, diving into Bali's spiritual side, which anyone who's been there knows it's kind of like a wellness Disneyland. There's just so many different (laughs) modalities you can try and so many different healers that you can meet. And you said you saw 22 different healers. 
Yeah. So do you, were they all different? Like what were you looking for when you were approaching each of these people? So apparently in Bali, they have more healers than they have actual doctors. <laughs> I've had this and too. they have these villages and there's like the healer of the village. And so there were some I just, I researched online to try and find. Um, and then there were the ones where you just kind of ask someone and it's kind of like, someone tells you about someone and it's super obscure. So I did a combination of all of those. Um, the ones that were just kind of recommended um, through like whispers weren't, weren't really good. Like one told me to like put pee on my head <laughs> and like sleep with a shoe, one shoe under my bed. Like some, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> and then I also did, I went to like the spa hotels and I went to like energy healers there. But you know what I did notice was in the very beginning when I was going and I would work with some healers who would kind of look at your chakras and help balance them. They would all consistently say like you have a blockage and it's in your heart. And by the end of the trip, the I was like the the chakra people doing that same thing, even they though they had no idea of the history or what was going on in the beginning. They're like, no, you're pretty clear. And that was consistent. That's crazy. Yeah, the, they call them Baleans. And they're such like a big part of life in Bali. I did a press trip, I think it was 2017. And I'd heard about this healer over there, this Balayan who claims that he can like cure cancer and all kinds of crazy things. And he actually said that he was the healer who worked with Elizabeth Gilbert um, in Eat, Pray, Love, but that he didn't want the fame. So he'd given it to Katut Lair. I don't know if I'm saying oh. that right. Essentially, I tried to fact check that with Elizabeth Gilbert's people, but she, at the time, her partner was, you know, about to die of cancer. And so she understandably mm. wasn't doing like any, responding to any press requests. So I never really got to the bottom of it. Mm. But he told me some insane stuff about like this one client of his who came from the Middle East and he, essentially his liver was failing. I don't know if he had cirrhosis, but something was going on with his liver. And he told that he was told that he wasn't going to live long. And so um, he said that he meditated on it, the healer meditated on it and was trying to think like, hey, what, how can I help this man? And he was like, a message came to me that he needed to drink worm juice. And I was like, worm juice? <laughs> I had to like keep saying it because I, I wasn't sure that I understood what he was saying. I was like, worm juice? And he was like, yes. And there was a logic to it. It was something to do with, I don't know, I can't quite remember. It was something to do with like a Hindu god and something to do with the ground. But anyway, he sent this guy away, he said, drink worm juice for three months. And when he came back, he said his, his liver had recovered to like 85% capacity. Um, wow. So yeah, there's some, I mean, I'm also a big believer in, um, you know, the placebo effect and also just the power of like a bedside manner and like an mm. energy that a person has and that like feeling cared for can sometimes like create miracles. Mm. But yeah, it's like, there are so many different things that you can try in Bali and so many different experts that it can be sort of hit or miss. <laughs> so you said that one of these experiences was transformative. Would yeah. you want to tell us a bit more about that? This healer... I went and he he speaks very broken English. So his wife actually translates and he like took one look at me and he's like, oh, you have heartbreak from the past. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And I couldn't understand because I, you know, the whole reason why I like started breakup boot camp was from this breakup I had in Vancouver and we were friends like you know at that time I had already healed by it from it so I was like I don't have residual heartbreak and then he started doing some 
a combination of like body work, massage, energy stuff, chanting stuff. And in the beginning, I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then suddenly I just started to bawl and I cried the same way I cried when I found out my boyfriend had cheated on me, like this crazy like pain that I haven't felt that since, you know, eight years ago when the first time I found out my my boyfriend had cheated on me. And it just was this emotional wave that went through me and then it passed. And at the end of it, like I felt very different by the end when he was done the treatment, like I was like laughing and smiling and I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace. But I physically felt something. I felt like something lifted and I can't explain it because I'm like so into the science of everything. But there's something that happened I cannot explain. And since then, I, you know, I went to Bali a second time and I brought my sisters. I brought my friends. I brought my my boyfriend and they had profound experiences with him. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting. You have to like give us the details for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a little break to talk about today's sponsor. This episode of The Trip That Changed Me is coming to your ears courtesy of NordVPN. If you're a regular traveler who's always in search of a secure Wi-Fi connection, or you've watched too many documentaries about the tyranny of big tech and the idea of being tracked and logged every time you use the internet really creeps you out, then you need NordVPN. NordVPN uses advanced encryption technology, so your connection is private and secure, and it won't record, monitor, store, log, or share your data. You can connect to servers anywhere in the world and browse like a local. Especially great if, like me, you're a fan of BBC crime dramas and know that the UK version of Netflix has the most extensive collection. Right now, NordVPN is offering our listeners an exclusive deal. Purchase a two-year plan and receive four additional months absolutely free. I promise you, at the very least, it will make this long winter at home much more scintillating. Think of all the foreign content you can access. Go to nordvpn.com forward slash full-time Nord and use our code full-time Nord at checkout for four free months. That's nordvpn.com forward slash full-time Nord and use the code full-time Nord. And now back to the show. So obviously you stayed longer than you had intended. You were going to stay for how long? Two weeks? And you stayed for a month in the end? I was going to stay for 10 days and I stayed for almost a month. Yeah. And you were alone for most of that time. So how was this your first kind of solo experience? No, I was used to traveling alone. I used to be a hotel reviewer, so it wasn't oh. a problem for me. That's yeah. Cool. But my friends were there. They just weren't staying in the same place as I was. They were staying, you know, somewhere very expensive. And so I would meet my friends like during like meditation sessions and for meals, but then the rest I was by myself. And we do you feel like I mean, obviously Bali I feel like has become bigger and bigger and it really started when Elizabeth Gilbert it was like the the main place in Eat Pray Love you know that everyone it was like where she kind of like has the resolution of her story did you feel like you were sort of walking in her footsteps a little bit and having that a similar experience in terms of like finding yourself and finding your center and all of that kind of stuff yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I tried to find Katoot as well, but I heard that he was a lot older and not really with it as much. So I mm -hmm. didn't end up going. But yeah, I had my own version of Eat, Pray, Love, but mine was Eat, Pray, Eat because I ate really well. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So did you, you'd already founded Renew Breakup Bootcamp before the trip or you did it after? Yeah. You had before? Yeah, I was, I was writing my book during that trip. What year was it? This was just 
last year. Was it last year? I think it was last year. It was last year. Oh my God. 2019. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That was 2019 in, I think it was, it was April. Mm-hmm. And then I went, I, I met my boyfriend actually in August and then we went together in November. Wait, so again, so you had the curse lifted in April and then you met your boyfriend yes. in August. Yeah, That just seems a bit, a bit too perfect. After being, and I was single for five years. So how, I mean, how did you meet him? You know, what's so nuts is uh, someone tried to set us up a year before and I said, no, I was I like, I think he just maybe was like, oh, this guy's like, no, um, even though I was saying I want a relationship, it, I think it just shows how close I was. And then we met on a dating app. Oh, so he's a friend of a friend, but you somehow also came across each other on the dating app. Seems yeah. like it was meant to be. <laughs> That's amazing. So let's talk a bit about Renew Breakup Bootcamp. Yeah. I'm just interested to know like why you decided to start the company because it's such to me it's like such a smart idea because I think so many people when they go through a difficult breakup turn to travel and they go and Mm. they try you know to sort of recenter themselves and yeah so it just seems like such a smart idea I'm curious to know how you come up with it. Thank you. So after my breakup, the the big breakup from when I was in Vancouver, I was just flailing. Like I just didn't know how to get better. I tried everything. I tried therapy, uh, Reiki, psychics, yoga retreats. And, you know, even though I did a yoga retreat and it was amazing while I was there, when I came back, I was still left with the same trauma and baggage and, and bitterness. And so when I what I realized was, you know, it took me, I think, two and a half years to really fully get over it. And I think that I was really fortunate that I did have a support system because, you know, even after our breakup, like I I had been laid off from my job. I had gotten rid of my apartment, moved in with my boyfriend. I had nowhere to live. And so I didn't, I was too ashamed to go home to my mom's. And so I had friends that would like lend me their homes. So for three months, I was just living at different people's homes. And you know, I was in such a dark space. I I had thoughts of suicide. And I just thought about people who don't have a support system. Like, how do you go through that and not have support? And like, what happens to you? Because I had experienced what a fine line it is. Like, when you are in a space where everything is dark, and you feel helpless and hopeless, you are only a few decisions away from doing something really detrimental, um, and maybe permanent to harm yourself or or someone else. And so after the breakup, I was still, you know, a relationship columnist. And I found that the people who are writing me were usually people in heartbreak and completely helpless, sometimes suicidal. And so it dawned on me, I'm like, I need to create what didn't exist for me. I want to create a place where people can get away from their apartments of all the reminders, be removed from that, so that they can actually have a chance for a reset. But it's not just, you know, a yoga retreat. Like I want them to learn about what's going on. What are the patterns? How can you stop the same patterns from repeating? And so I kind of put together a curriculum of different types of healing modalities of what really worked for me. I worked with these experts from neuroscientists to behavioral scientists to psychologists to the more, you know, um, 
spiritual type of people, energy healers and naturopaths, and created this curriculum for people that now we've done so many times and we've really seen people make major changes in their lives, even though they were, you know, stuck in toxic relationships, going to therapy for like seven, eight years and hitting a wall. And these are people that are now in either new relationships, they've gone to like, you know, create nonprofit organizations, just crazy things that they just were not in a place to do before, you know, getting the tools. That's so interesting, you know, talking about patterns and not just you know, patterns of our own behavior that have been programmed by our childhoods and our upbringing, but the, the way that plays out within romantic relationships, I think it's something that everybody, you know, understands, especially people who've been through a lot of relationships and a lot of heartbreaks, they'll see those same things repeating again and again. How do you help people to, you know, remove themselves from that horrible pattern and, and start fresh? We do a lot of sessions that actually dive into the subconscious beliefs, which then play out into the patterns that keep repeating. And so our psychologists and behavioral scientists, we we help them identify what is one of the core limiting beliefs that's kind of running the show. And once we identify that and each person works on one in throughout the weekend, then we actually take them through a process on how to start shifting that. The whole process is also in the book, but um, it actually works because, you know, I've now done this exercise many times. And when I first started doing it, my core belief was was like, I'm not enough. And then as I've kept doing it or like this belief exercise and shifting my beliefs, like now the beliefs that I'm dealing with are like, you know, I don't need to be a perfectionist, like things like that. They're just a lot lighter. They're not like self-worth, like existence, identity stuff. That's interesting. I feel like you must see things that come up again and again. Like I'm not enough is like a classic one. And also I'm too much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I see common ones because people have different coping mechanisms and ways of adapting to these beliefs that they develop at a very young age, right? Like I work with a lot of overachievers. It's kind of like self-selects who goes to a breakup boot camp are usually people who are like, okay, like I want to get mm-hmm. get through this. I want to get it done. And usually people who are overachieving or perfectionists, the root belief is I'm not enough. And they've adapted by kind of overcompensating in career, in, you know, being the overgiver in all these ways. But you know, they grow up and they don't see where it comes from. They're just like, oh, I'm just I'm just like this. Mm-hmm. But diving into understanding that common thread is so important because it gives us a place to start on how we can start to shift it. Something you said earlier, it like kind of aligns with this, which was that you had you know done all of this work on yourself and, you know, had been so about personal growth and development. And yet still you like you felt like you couldn't find a partner. And that's something I feel like I hear from my girlfriends quite quite a lot, my single girlfriends. So how is this program? Because obviously this is still like self-work and on a really deep level. So how can this program, you know, make a difference in ways that other modalities and practices haven't in the past? I think the holistic approach. So you're not just in your head about things. Uh, we pair. So after the session with the psychologist, there is a naturopathic doctor that goes through breathwork exercises that helps move, you know, stored emotions through the body. That's one of the the probably the session that people have the biggest breakthroughs is that one consistently. And so it's not just about 
on a cognitive level, analyzing things, right? Because sometimes that's a coping mechanism. We overthink and analyze as a way to avoid our feelings. And so everything is kind of designed in a way where you're kind of going to both mind, body, heart, soul, spirit, right? Even the food that is cooked, they have, there's a nutritionist that's cooking certain food, explaining what we're putting into our body because everything is connected. And I think the intensity of the program, they're in programming from 830 in the morning till 10 at night. I think it creates a shakeup and it's in, it's necessary because you're working with people who've had patterns or a way of being for, you know, sometimes decades. And so just drip feeding a little bit of therapy once a week or once a month here and there, I don't know if that has as much of an impact as it happening all at once or you're kind of completely shaken and you're immersed into the process. I think that does something. At least that's what the people say. Mm, that makes sense. And I think it's also important that, you know, it's people stepping outside of their normal lives and going to a destination for this retreat specifically. So, and it's intensive. So it's this like very, you know, sort of extreme experience in terms of recovering. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask you is why do you think that travel can be such a helpful tool for heartbreak recovery? Well, novel, like research shows novelty and new experiences actually help you um, create new like brain neural pathways in the brain. And so after a relationship, when you've had neural pathways that have been wired together with this person, um, it's important to do things to kind of break you out of that cycle. And so I think traveling is great because not only are you experiencing something new and you're learning, you are not triggered by all of those old reminders that kind of pull you back, right? Like if you're just in your apartment, sometimes you're like, you know, the the couch or the, you know, that you always sat on and watched like Netflix on Sundays, all those things can kind of like just, you're making a bit of progress and then it pulls you back. So I think that it can make that part a little bit harder and longer. But when you can just go away and for a period of time, whether it's a few days or a week, have a time when you're completely removed from all those old reminders, I think that can give you a jump start. Mm, you're so right. There's so many triggers, you know, from like, you know, Spotify playlists to like, you know, all, all these different things that will remind you of the person throughout the day, which is no good if you're trying to move on and stop thinking about them. In terms of your experience with the healer in Bali, what did you take away from that that you're now bringing to the boot camps? I definitely am now a believer that we store trauma in our body. So in a cognitive level, I didn't think there was anything left of my past breakup or pain with me at all, because logically I didn't think it, but it was still in me. And so my experience showed me that your body remembers. And so it's so important in our healing process to not just go through a cerebral process, but we have to also take care of the body. Um, and so I believe now, uh, firsthand, like in energy, like, and stored trauma and tr doing what you need to do to kind of move through that. What kind of physical exercises or modalities can, can help with that, with releasing the stored trauma? Breath work is a really great mm, one. I've done that. So trippy. Um, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, hypnotherapy has also been really great. That really worked on me. I was very skeptical and had a major breakthrough. 
there's different types of dance. So sometimes I work with I work with a lot of people who are very much in their head and they kind of bypass their feelings and go straight into thinking and they're very disassociated from their body. Also, people who've gone through sexual trauma are can sometimes react by being disassociated from their body. So actually even doing things like ecstatic dance, five rhythms dance, um, just judgment free movement can really help them get back into their body um, and also tap into sensual energy, which is creative energy. So those are a few examples. I love that. You're speaking my language right now. I write about <laughs> I write about wellness a lot. So this is all like, oh. yes, exactly my speed. <laughs> <laughs> so reflecting back on the experience in Bali, how do you feel like this particular trip changed you? It helped me, I think, uncover my own inner peace. And I still, this is still a journey of mine where I attach achievements with identity and really, you know, before, like, if you looked at my vision board, it was like all these things, like get on New York Times, like write up all these things. And I was thinking about what would be on my vision board now. And it actually isn't any of those things. It's not achievements. It is really for me to be able to maintain a state of inner peace regardless of external circumstance. And I think that trip in Bali was my first taste of that. Every day I meditated for an hour or more and I didn't have constant stimulation. And I think the energy of the island just made me not want to be busy all the time. I didn't want to be in this mode of doing. Whereas living in New York, you're swept into this energy where it's do, do, do. And if you're not, you feel like there's something wrong. It's very uncomfortable. But I just, even though I like wanted to be productive and write my book, there'd be times where I just, I was being. And so to experience that for an extended period of time, I think helped me reset a little bit and put me on this path of, um, really trying to generate that that peace from within. And what is next for Renew Breakup Bootcamp? We have the book. We'll see, you know, hopefully the world receives it well and potentially uh, television. Oh, really? That's exciting. Yeah, yeah we're in, in conversations right now, so we'll see. Oh, so you don't want to say too much about it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll save it for the second podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, tell me a bit more about the book. Yeah. So Breakup Bootcamp is kind of like the relationship Bible. And just like, you know, the actual bootcamp, it's never just about the ex. It's not for someone who's just broken up. This is really a book that helps you learn healthy relationship patterns. It really dives into the science and psychology of love and lust and desire. And um, these are all the tools, like the top tried and tested tools from the Breakup Bootcamp. Now people can read the book and, you know, have breakup bootcamp in the comfort of their own home. Love it. And I noticed that you're doing like an online virtual version of your retreat, which makes yes. sense given 2020 pandemic. <laughs> so how does that work? The retreat is similar to the physical one. It's uh, this one's three days long. We bring in eight experts for this one. And it is kind of like the online intensive version. So we take all of the most, you know, the top tools and it's really condensed. Um, we still do things like breath work within the virtual version. And, you know, a lot of the women actually said that they were able to do this retreat because 
the physical retreat, they felt anxiety about traveling to and being in a group. So being in their own comfort of the, their home, especially those who were more introverted, felt a lot more comfortable and therefore was able to do it. So it was a really great response. It's still a very intimate group. There's only 20 to 25 people in the retreats. And even when we're able to gather again and I do the physical retreats, I'll continue doing the virtual ones. Sounds marvelous. So before you go, I'd love to do a few quick fire questions. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. What is the one thing you believe every person should experience in their lifetime? Traveling alone and going through the emotional roller coaster that comes with it as part of the journey. You know, that's like the most popular response to that question. Everyone wants Is to it? solo travel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. What's the one thing you never, ever travel without? A book. Got any favorites you want to share? Oh, I'm always reading something nonfiction. Right now I'm reading The Molecule of More, which is about dopamine. Interesting. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Get the Alchemist. That's a great one to always bring with you. That's a classic. Yeah. Where were you from in a past life? I would say France. I'm really drawn to anything Parisian. Interesting. Bit of Francophile. <laughs> yeah. If you could teleport anywhere just for the day, where would you go and what would you do? I would go to Bali and see that healer again. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough of him. <laughs> Window seat or aisle? Window. Hotel or Airbnb? Hotel. <laughs> and um, where's the first place you'll visit when the pandemic is over? Oh my gosh, I'm like a broken record. 100% I'm going to Bali. <laughs> you should work for the tourism board. I mean, you've really definitely sold it at this point. <laughs> oh, Amy, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I really feel like I could have talked to you for another hour or so. It's just wonderful. Thank you. Where can people find you on the internet? Renewbreakupbootcamp.com and on Instagram, I'm at Miss Amy Chan. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amy Chan's new book, Breakup Bootcamp, The Science of Rewiring Your Heart, was released on December 1st. You can find it at all good bookshops. Find out more about her digital retreats by visiting renewbreakupbootcamp.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you liked it. I'll be back in two weeks' time to share more inspiring travel stories. And in the meantime, you can learn more about us by visiting fulltimetravel.co or following us on Instagram at full underscore time underscore travel. If you have a story you want to share on the trip that changed me, drop us a line. And please be sure to rate, review and subscribe so we can keep this adventure going. Bye.